My brothers and sisters, no matter what it is that you go through, understand that God is able to deliver you, and he'll never put more on you than you can bear. So come on and help me sing this song, Wondering. Hello and welcome to the Know Your Bible YouTube broadcast. I'm your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr., pastor teacher of the Greenwood Acres Full Gospel Baptist Church, domiciled right here in Shreveport, Louisiana. Due to the stay-in-place order, I'm coming to you by means of video, and I trust that I will be received by you wherever you are, and I know that I will. You can look forward to the Word of God coming to you each week. You will see information on the screen telling you how you can mail in your tithes and offerings to Greenwood Acres Full Gospel Baptist Church, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, zip 71119, or you can send your tithes and offerings using the cash app. So look for that information on the screen below. Now let's get into God's precious word. I'm excited. I trust you are too. It's time for the word. <laughs> Love and welcome to Know Your Bible YouTube. I'm your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr., the pastor teacher of Greenwood Acres Full Gospel Baptist Church, domiciled right here in beautiful Shreveport, Louisiana. I'm so happy to have this medium today to talk with you about uh, the things that are concerning us in this nation. I want to talk to you about the fiery trials. Yes, we're going through a fiery trial. But God is on the end of it, and he will deliver his own people. So welcome to Know Your Bible YouTube. I want to call your attention to 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. You'll find these consecrated words. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you, but rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. I want to talk about trials and glory. In my reading of the Bible down through the years, what I have not found per se is glory going before trials. Trials always precede glory. A fiery trial is an unexpected event. It's fiery because it can bring dire consequences if it's not handled correctly. We are in this country, <coughs> excuse me, in a fiery trial. A lot of us, myself included, do not exactly know what tomorrow is going to bring because things are happening so rapidly. That's a fiery trial. It came out of nowhere. None of us expected it to be this difficult. It's almost like the bottom has dropped out of everything and our lives have been turned upside down dealing with all of the different facets that we have to deal with, whether it's government, uh, stimulation package, whether it's uh, a thousand deaths in one night, uh, people succumbing to the coronavirus is children having to stay at home, is families tight and in one space. Might be an opportunity to get to know one another a little better, huh? But a fiery trial is an unexpected event that can bring dire consequences. Peter says, beloved, talking to the body of Christ, he says, do not think it strange 
concerning these fiery trials, which is to try you. Now, it's the trying of your faith. It is uh, that trial that causes us to step back and say, hmm, where is God? How can I reach him? What must I do in order to get through this trial? And only God knows how long this trial is going to last. It's a fiery trial. So Peter says, don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. And then he says something that's astounding. He says, but rejoice. Rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering. See, a lot of times here in America, I'm not going to say that we've gotten spoiled and we can have everything the way we want to have it. I won't say spoiled. I just say we are tremendously blessed in this country. It's a beautiful land. Waterfalls, Niagara Falls, I mean, the Midwestern states and the beauty up in Colorado. I mean, we are blessed to have this country and we ought to thank God that we are here. Now, being an American as I am, I can't stand inconvenience for too long because I'm so blessed to have everything at my fingertips. And so are you. Anything you want to eat is almost in the supermarket. There are gas stations almost <laughs> on every corner to get you some gas to go a little bit further. But now all of that has been upended. So what must the body of Christ do and what must people do in these changing times? Peter says, but rejoice. That but means we need to cancel out the fact that we are in a trial and put the but right in the way. But rejoice. Rejoice what? Inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering. No man suffered like Jesus Christ. He suffered more than any man. For your sins and for my sins, he went to Calvary and he paid the ultimate price and he went into hell and got the keys. And the third day, God raised up Jesus from the dead. You talking about a fiery trial. He actually went into hell. What can be more fiery than that? And he is our Lord and he is our redeemer and hallelujah. So we ought to rejoice in him inasmuch as Jesus Christ has given us the victory. And not only that, he gave us a promise. What was that? I'll never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. And certainly in these unchanging times, we need to hold on to God's word and allow God's word to hold on to us. These are fiery trials, unexpected trials. But then when we take a look at <clears throat> the sufferings that's going on in the land and the deaths that's occurring as a result of the coronavirus. We have to pray for those that are being inundated by this. These are times that try our faith. When you think about it, your loved one die is only 10 people that can go to the funeral. Your loved one is uh, diagnosed with this deadly disease, this virus. You can't go to the hospital with them. I mean, you can't even go to the place where they live. These are trying times. These are fiery trials. Our hearts are being called upon to do more than what it would normally do in the course of an average day. And what I'm talking about is that there are those that we love, just like today, uh, to mention my friend and brother, Charles Lawrence, who led the uh, Bright Star Mail Chorus here in Shreveport, that song, um, I forget it right now, but 
uh, it was very popular and it went across the country. And Charles Lawrence led on that. Well, today, Charles Lawrence transitioned our last night and I can't even go uh, to the funeral and neither can I see him. But what I praise God for is that there is a rapture. There is a rapture and there is a day coming when the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So I plan on seeing my brother Charles again in the rapture when the Lord shall come in his power and great glory. I think the name of that song that Charles sang uh, uh, along with the Bright Star Mirror Chorus is that Jesus will fix it. And that, my God, he will. This fiery trial, <clears throat> this fiery trial is part of the Christian life. Jesus said, in this world, you shall have tribulation. Well, having these tribulations is a part of the Christian journey. And it's by faith that we are able to stand in these times in which we are now living. There's a word from the Lord also in the book of James, chapter one, verses two through nine. It's a pretty long read, so loan me your ear. James chapter one, verses two through nine. The Bible says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. But now listen to this. But let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted. My goodness, when I read that, you're talking about a powerful thing. See, God exalts those that are of low estate. God visits those that are of low estate. Think about Mary, the mother of Jesus. Think about Joseph. God is over there where the lowly lives. And so the brother who will be exalted is the one who is of low estate, a low degree, is to rejoice in that he is exalted. What does that mean? That means that God is over there with the poor and will raise up the poor out of the dungeon of hard times and out of the dungeon of a broken heart, God will deliver. But our part or the lowest state of part is to rejoice. Now, what does it mean to rejoice? You say, well, well, brother preacher, how can I rejoice and, and my resources are limited? How can I rejoice and my mother is on a ventilator? How can I rejoice and my husband just died and and, and there's death all around us. And, and they're talking about 200 and almost 50,000 people dying this year alone. How can I rejoice? You can rejoice because you are still here to do it. 
you can rejoice because God is still exalted and on the throne. You can rejoice because Jesus is still the monarch of the universe and he still have all power in heaven and earth in his awesome hand. You can rejoice in as much as God has given us the opportunity to do it. Rejoicing is a part of being alive and enjoying the Christian life. Everything is not going to necessarily go the way that we want it to go, but there's one thing about it. We can have faith in God and we can begin to speak forth those words that will bring deliverance and will cause us to rejoice. To recapitulate is to do it all over again. Praise God for the family you have left. Praise God for the income that you've got coming in all the way through July. Praise God that you don't have to pay rent, but you should take that money and make it seed money and ask God for wisdom and begin to get out of debt. You can use that money to pay off the lowest balance bill that you have, pay that off. And then you go to the next lowest balance, not the lowest one paid, but the lowest balance. And then you put the money that you paid that other bill off with on top of that money. And then you roll that on out and pay off that uh, lowest amount that's on that balance. And then you utilize that other money to pay it off. And that's how you can roll up out of debt. These are times that we need some godly wisdom. And the Bible says, if you lack wisdom, ask God and he will show you how to do it. Now, I just gave you a plan to get out of debt. I've been debt free myself for 32 years. House paid for, furniture paid for. I just got utilities. <laughs> and that's why you are able to see me here and now. A fiery trial. Beloved, don't think it's strange concerning this fiery trial, which is to try you. And actually it's the trying of your faith. We must have faith in God that's unshakable in these shaking times. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So we should rejoice in the fact that we are God's children if we are born again and God has us in the hollow of his hand. There were three Hebrew boys that were thrown into the burning fiery furnace. But there's a revealed word here and it's in the book of Daniel and in Daniel's book, chapter three, verses 18 through 25, which is a pretty good read. And I'm gonna to begin to read in verse 18, verses 18 through 25, Daniel chapter three, <clears throat> excuse me. But if not, so, so Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, when they were told that they were gonna be thrown into the burning fire, burning fiery furnace, this is their testimony and this is the statement that they made. In verse uh, 17 and 18 of Daniel chapter three, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Now, here's a statement that's saying, look, you do what you gotta do, and we're gonna do what we gotta do. 
And if you throw us in the burning fiery furnace, our God is able to deliver us out of this burning fiery furnace. But if he does not deliver us, then know this, O king, he's able. Hallelujah. <laughs> and that's what we need to resound today, that God is able to deliver us out of this furnace. But if it's his desire for us to go through the furnace, let's rejoice in as much as we are partakers of Christ's suffering. Do you know the night that Christ was betrayed, he crossed over the brook Kidron, and guess what he was doing? He was singing a song. <laughs> he was on his way to carry the weight of the world on his shoulders at Calvary, and here Jesus is singing a song. I think you need to just sing a song and lead your children to Christ while you're there with them because y'all don't have them that much time together anyway. So this is a, these are tremendous blessings if you just begin to think about it and begin to put it in the right frame of reference. You can save money. You can get out of debt. You can get your children born again. Y'all can pray together. Amen. Think on these things that are good and lovely. Think on that. All right, back to Daniel chapter three. I get excited. I realize I'm all over the place. <laughs> but I was trying to stay in context, and I believe that I am with these strange <clears throat> trials that should try our faith. So in Daniel chapter three, verses uh, 19 through 25, listen to this. After they told him, uh, we're not going to worship these golden idols which you have set up, okay? Then in verse 19, then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore, he spoke and commanded that they should be, that they should heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. He wanted them to burn, baby. Verse 20. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their turbans, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment, <laughs> therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, in the bed, Nigo fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astounded and rose up in haste and spoke and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto him, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like 
the son of God. Hallelujah. Man, I could shout right now. I might as well. Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> Why? Because you are not in the furnace. We are not in the furnace. I'm not in the furnace by myself. The king wanted to know, didn't we cast three of them in there? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And if you keep reading this account, almost in every verse or every other verse, they keep calling Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But when it all ended up, they say, wait a minute. Didn't we put three in the furnace? Behold, it's four in there now. And the fourth man looks like the son of God. Jesus is in the midst of the fire with every one of us. We are not alone. We are not going through this burning fiery furnace or this trial of affliction by ourselves. The promise of God is still true. I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. Remember, these trials are just for a time and then they will pass. But rejoice evermore because God is in the furnace with every one of his people. If you want to share through tithes and offerings with us right here on Know Your Bible, then this is the way that you can do it. You can mail your tithes and offerings into Greenwood Acres, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, zip 7-11-19. That's Greenwood Acres, 7480 Greenwood Road in Shreveport, Louisiana, zip code 7-11-19. Or if you want to cash out, then do the dollar sign and Greenwood Acres, A-C-R-E-S-F-G-B-C. That's the dollar sign, that's the cash app, dollar sign, Greenwood Acres, F-G-B-C. Well, you go your way and remember, you are not alone. That burning fiery furnace and that trial, which is to try your faith, millions of Christians have gone before us these all died in faith. And guess what? God was at every funeral. So we are not alone. Until the next time we meet through this medium right here, you go your way and remember, if you keep on looking up, God, our Heavenly Father is always looking down and out for every one of his children. You are not alone. God bless you. We'll see you the next time. Oh, no, your Bible, you too. God bless. Wondering, Wondering what is going on? Why life seems to be filled with storms? Why can't I forget about my past? Why is the storm seeming to last? When this word says, when yeah. word says that the wind will cease. When he speaks, when he speaks to me. To me.